This session is brought to you with the help of Sundial Cannabis, the natural alternative for modern wellness. Hello and welcome to Sessions by the Herb Life. My name is Tiana, your friendly sessions facilitator, and we are back for season two with a new lineup of women, mostly with a sprinkling of men here and there, who have made cannabis their business. Sessions is a podcast that aims to bring forth the conversations that are happening on the ground of the cannabis industry to generate new ideas and highlight the dedication of some of the plant's greatest advocates. By bringing together a rotating roster of people with an emphasis on women and diversity, we hope to share with you the passions, the challenges, and the triumphs of those working in the cannabis space. Much like you, my job really is to sit back and enjoy the ride. So for anyone listening who is just starting off in the cannabis industry or perhaps hoping to get involved, oh, is this a great episode for you. These women have made a career out of advising people on how to do cannabis business well. Today, we have the trio behind Estro Hayes, co-founders Callie Wilder, Sarita Wright, and Safon Floyd, who are about to drop some serious nugs of wisdom. Estro Hayes is at its core a multimedia platform aimed at educating and inspiring the businesses and lifestyles of women of colour and multicultural communities in the cannabis industry. The story of how Estro Hayes began is honestly the most motivating and exciting stories I've come across, one that even makes me want to drop everything I'm doing and become a cannabis entrepreneur. So essentially, they applied to a seed stage cannabis business accelerator, Canopy Boulder, and were accepted. And believe it or not, within a matter of weeks, these women took a huge leap of faith, quit their jobs, packed up their lives in Brooklyn, and moved to Boulder, Colorado. And they haven't looked back since. Now they run a company that supports multicultural women in media, connects cannabis professionals with businesses, and even just a quick search of their website, estrohaze.com, you'll find a long list of articles and videos providing really valuable tips and methods for running businesses centered around cannabis. So I won't keep you any longer. Please welcome Sarita, Kali, and Safon. What's up, good people? We're here, excited today with the ladies of Estro Hayes. Hey, Estro Hayes ladies. <laughs> Hello. All right, we have Kaylee over there. Hey, Kaylee. Hey, hey, we what's up? Sarita over here, laughing. We have Nisa Mon. And of course, we're here with Herb Life to do what we do best, and that's talk that cannabis talk. So <laughs> let's jump right into talking, y'all. Today, we're going to have a conversation about something that we've been conversing with amongst ourselves, conversing about amongst ourselves, and that is the bullshit or the bullshit of cannabis business, y'all. Y'all, I don't know. We got all know. Talk about. I mean, there's so much. I mean, the pivoting process uh, in cannabis is that necessary for your business? Should you hold it or should you fold it? Uh, what you should be doing in the cannabis business: growing, selling, other. <laughs> we'll get mad. Uh, how you should even be functioning as a business. Like, what you looking at? Are you looking straight ahead? Are you looking to the side? Are you looking around? Competitors, what you're doing? How you moving? Like, let's dive into that, y'all. Let's talk about this. Let's do bullshit, it. This bullshit of cannabis. Yeah, I love it. Why don't we start with, if you can't grow it and you can't sell it, what 
can you do? Because let's be honest, we know that not everyone is financially capable or has interest in owning and operating a cultivation or a dispensary, but they do want to financially profit from this industry. So Mm -hmm. we started a media company and we focus on providing dynamic content, content across multiple channels, but Guys, what are some of, have been some of the interesting uh, career paths that you've seen other people in our industry break into? Who wants to start? Oh, I can, yeah. I can jump in. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So, I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily the sexiest area to get into in the cannabis industry, but it's probably one of the most necessary, which is compliance. Mm. Um, This is, uh, I've seen a number of compliance experts and consultants pop up um, over the last couple of years, um, basically due to changing regulations. I mean, uh, things consistently change over the course of, I don't know, the, the last two years in particular, as far as in Colorado, there have been little small tweaks to the regulation that all businesses have to really stay abreast of in order for them to be compliant across the board. And as you know, because businesses are selling an illegal quote unquote drug, we don't think it's a drug, we know it's a plant, um, that there are just all kind of technicalities and gray areas there. So you really need someone who can know what to take a risk on and what not to take a risk on um, because it could be the life or death of your business. So that's one interesting area I've seen pop up where you don't necessarily need to touch the plant, but you have to be very knowledgeable about all of the laws and policy around it. That's a nice one. What about you, Fawn? What have you seen that's pretty cool, interesting, or not so sexy? You know, that's a good question because a lot of what I've been getting has been much of the same. Not even what I'm seeing, but what I'm noticing, you know, has kind of been a lot of of much of the same about what people are trying to do uh, Mm. and and getting in. So I think that's been the more of the forefront for me in in the market that I'm in, what people are trying to do so much more than what people are actually doing. Since we're still in a bit of an illegal market in that way. Um, I'm a little more privy to the desire, <laughs> these shortcoming, short-sighted desires um, of people looking to get into the industry is a lot more apparent to me from where I sit. Can you give an example of like what, what you mean? Yes. Like I can give a, a direct example. Like even to me personally, I get a lot, I'm still getting a whole lot of how do I open a dispensary? How do I grow? Mm-hmm. What, what, what can I, I do in that regard to get in the cannabis industry and it's like mm-hmm. as a, a entrepreneur in this space it's coming off a little Debbie Downer when like my answer is like no don't not that's not necessarily what people are trying to hear or want to hear uh, right now because it doesn't sound as aspirational and it's not even no don't don't not because you can't it's really no don't not unless you're ready but yeah. a lot of the inquiry about getting the business seems to still be a little redundant and it seems to be so very much at the forefront for Mm -hmm. me i said but again i'm in a legal in an illegal market still and um yeah people are still very short-sighted about the opportunity so to see here from kaylee to see like what's going on in these legal markets and opportunities out there 
it's inspiring because it's looking bleak from where I sit. Mm. <laughs> oh, Shoot, it's looking bleak. I, you know, I, I think the, one of the most interesting things I've seen is people really work to just try to create their own lane, which is something we have definitely worked very hard over the last few years to do for ourselves. And um, one area in particular is people who are in more remote places, but they are still very much cannabis consumers or enthusiasts. And so they're trying to fuse tourism with cannabis. And so they're just trying to create their own sort of uh, ecosystem. And Mm -hmm. that's been pretty, 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 pretty cool to see, honestly. Um, But I do feel so fond in that there are still a lot of people who seem to seem to look at the things we've been talking about for years. I want to do a dispensary. I want to do a grow. And, you know, most of these folks haven't ever worked retail. So it's even like, all right. All right, girl. Like, you know what this brings me to, though, guys? And you tell me what you think about this. And it's a whole large conversation about entrepreneurship. And it almost feel like the audacity of me to bring this up, like I know. <laughs> but I, <laughs> I realize that in entrepreneurship in cannabis, people are lacking creativity. I, mm. think, I think something that we've done well with Esther Hayes is we have let our creativity stretch in terms of what we want to do as a business, right? We haven't really put many parameters, even in a federally illegal you know, industry, we haven't really put many parameters about um, around ourselves as entrepreneurs or people mm-hmm. who make a stake in this space. And I think that's, that has benefited us. And that's allowed, and we've even made several pivot pivots, turned oh yeah, for sure, ten thousand directions. But we've always remained creative and what and how we want to do it. And I see that's lacking. When you come in and say, "Hey, how do you open a dispensary, or how do you grow?" and the answer might not be as easy for that. Then what? Right? We have been really good with the then what. We've been. I think I would like to better from the back. Okay, so this isn't working for us. Now what? Okay, so so maybe this is working, but with a little bit. Now what? We're very good at being creative with how we are most valuable valuable in this space. And I that's heard- that's definitely hard for a lot of people to do. It's kind of hard for people to recognize that oh, I might need to make a change. Like this is not working, and you know, I mean, I think. Being able to pivot and, you know, touching on that and and doing what we've been able to do is because we really just had the courage and the mindset. But we also come from a creative background, uh which, you know, that has given us a bit of um, allowance. And then also, you know, like we say, we own our company. So we we're, we're very happy to stick and move like this. We tried this. We looked at it, but this is not it or we need to evolve this. I mean, what what do you think contributes to knowing when to pivot? I think what uh, uh, we have, and I think we talk we talk about this in our in sessions episode. We have a universal gut in our business. You know what I mean? That all of us are connected to, very connected to, like the gut of the business, the core, the why, the what, the who. We all get it. So when it's not making sense for that, when that gut is feeling uncomfortable, we all are really 
good at recognizing that and seeing what to do about it. We might not even agree wholeheartedly all the time on exactly what to do about it, but we know something needs to be done. I think in entrepreneurship, especially in such a new industry, you got to give yourself liberty to do that. It's almost fun to play yeah, in this yeah. place right. Right? Absolutely. It's like, oh, okay. There are no rules here. No one's done it before us, so we can't say we have to do it like this. You know what I mean? So it's really uh, the wild, wild west in that regard. Like, okay, this isn't working. We've tried this for long enough to feel like it won't work. <laughs> so now what? You know, I think there's a there is there has to be some type of compass in the business, and I think Estro Hayes has that. Thank God, and hope hopefully it keeps that. But Estro Hayes has a very uh, sound compass in the gut of it, and when it's off, it, it takes one of us to say, "Y'all, this this kind of don't feel right." Yeah, man, this kind of feel right. And, so, and just to kind of piggyback on what you're saying, um, I think it's not just enough to recognize it because a lot of people recognize when things are going wrong, but they have a plan and they stick to it. The most important thing is to take action when you realize something is wrong and have the, I don't want to say courage, but it kind of is like to just be like, yo, this isn't working. We have to try something different because I think people just cling to plans a lot and plans are great. They're necessary, but you have to know when to test and when to let go. And I think that taking that, that step of action is super important in, in changing things up overall. So, yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, I, I do think too, to, to even add on to what you're saying too, another thing that helps the pivot is being concise from the beginning, right? We pivoted about three times, y'all, and ended up exactly what we said we were. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, how do you change the structure, the course of the business three times? That's so wow. Exactly <laughs> what you said you were going to be to begin with. So being concise about what you want to add to this industry, I think, helps to keep you on course. Absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. Two good C's, being courageous and being concise. And concise. Yeah, like yeah, we came in knowing exactly uh, what we wanted to give the girls. So then it was just a matter of figuring out the best method for us to do so. So when you we said are we, kind of, we're the girls too. Absolutely, you know, absolutely. We know we know what we feel about things. So <laughs> exactly. So when you come in, and you say you want to grow or you mm-hmm. want to open a dispensary. I think getting to your why or mm-hmm. what that's trying to get you to will help you to get a little more creative with how you can still meet that goal without necessarily taking that course of action. I think that's definitely so I think, fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think that has, has, has definitely worked for us. So I have a question for y'all though. Like seeing as how, you know, we're out here and there's stuff, you know, there are different companies coming up all the time and people are doing things like similar to what you're doing or, or, you know, it seems like, Oh, well, that sounds like it's something that should be in our wheelhouse. So how do you guys remain focused when this is such a rapidly moving, noisy uh, space right now. There's a lot. There's a lot going on, a lot looking like what you have going on, right? How y'all remain in focus? You know, um, I don't particularly look at what other people are doing. I have kind of like a high level kind of scan overview. And often I find that everyone's kind of doing the same or similar things. 
Um, but above all of it, I know that what's for me is for me. What's for Astro Hayes is for Astro Hayes. So I know I don't have to be concerned about what this brand is doing, what this company is doing. If anything, I like to take that information and be inspired by it. Um, and also there are so many times that there, there could be synergy and working with other people. So if that means, you know, hitting them up to say, yo, I really like what you're doing. Uh, you know, could we just hop on a discovery call just to talk about some of your goals, see if there is synergy and how maybe we could work together to help empower, you know, our cannabis community. I'd rather do that. But in business, when you start looking at what other people are doing, some of that stuff starts seeping into your head and then you can make decisions that aren't the best for your business, for your brand. Um, and then sometimes you tend to mess up ideas and projects that you might have already had in place because, you know, you want to, oh, they're doing this, using this font or, oh, they did this with them. We should do that. And I don't think it's necessary. I think it's necessary to know what people are doing from a high level, but I don't need to be clocking you like that. I feel a hundred percent the same. I feel I mean, I, I do think I do pay attention for sure. Um, but there are certain things that I pay attention to just because that's the nature of business. You need to know who what the landscape looks like and who who are the people that, are, you know, are similar businesses to yours. Um, but I think the thing that's helped Estro Hayes is, again, going back to what you talked about, that gut and that core of what we're doing and who we are. Um, as a company. And I think that has been the, the thing that has sustained us in, in kind of keeping blinders on to a certain degree is we know what's for us. We're staying true to what's for us. And because we, I think because we also took a step out and took a risk quitting our jobs and diving headfirst into this, it was just like, there's so many possibilities right now. Why can't, why are we busy thinking about other people when we have this completely clear road ahead that is full of possibilities? And like you said, Sarita, we're, we're all creative people at our core. So when we merge both this business and advocacy piece of cannabis with who we are in our own interests, it's like, we're so busy and having a great time doing what we do that we don't really, are, we're not even really thinking about the other brands out there. And I don't know. I don't know if that's going to change or not, but it's worked for us so far. I, I, I second and third that. I mean, I think I've noticed that having that confidence in what we're doing as a business has even trickled into my personal life because that fact remains. You know what I mean? Is uh, you uh -huh. are doing what you do, how you do it. That literally is all that that matters, you know. Yeah. What I mean? The table set for you, yeah. and I feel like we've been shown that so apparently as a business uh, with Esco Hayes that the harder we do us, the harder we're done. <laughs> you know, <laughs> such an apparent thing that it's trickled over into me as an individual. You know that that it's it's really the the way to go in, in business. And uh, going with you what you said, Kaylee, you're right. It's like you wanna gaze at the landscape just to see what the field looking like, but you definitely uh, wanna run your own race. And I think I think that has benefited us tremendously. Absolutely. So, so now that we've done 
all these things right, I guess. <laughs> what do you guys, uh, what are your plans moving forward uh, with this thing in, in entrepreneurship, like as a business and and with Estro Hayes? And if, even if it's not like technical, what do you think? Like, what's, your, what's the vision moving forward? How do we keep it going as good as it's going? I can honestly say, I mean, keep moving forward. I just don't want... I mean, I love to 10x some of the things, you know what I'm saying, with with proper resources and everything. But I think that we have certainly just done what we're supposed to do in being on our little island. And it's not an island away where we can't touch people because we are connected to so many wonderful people in this industry. But I think us really staying true to our mission, which we we developed when we were in that canopy you know, in our, our um, dorm room, pretty much, <laughs> for older, our apartment, when we sat down that day and we started meditating every morning and we said, this is what we want to do. This is what we're going to do. Everything that we do goes back to that. And so I think that that's what's sustaining us because it's, it's just a real solid foundation of what we're trying to do, which is advocate for black and brown people, for women, to let people know about cannabis, to let people know about the resources out here, to just destigmatize it, let people know it's okay, you know, and and that genuine just I, I just think that, that that translates very well. And as long as we stay true to that, we'll be okay. You agree, well, can you repeat the question? I was like, you know, how do we suspend? We've gotten this far, you know, it's been a few years, a couple years and counting. We've gotten this far this way. How do you, how do you press on? How do you move forward? Is, is the recipe the same? Like, what do we do to keep it going? Mm. You know, growth, I think, is just really interesting. You know, like from where we started when we were like in Canopy to where we are now. So I definitely think being, being open to change is helpful for continued growth, um, being open to learning um, and just staying abreast of what is happening in the industry uh, and, and really having the courage to try different things. You know, if you can give yourself space to, to try some new things, maybe, you know, try out some new content or, you know, just really challenge yourself in that way. It'll, it'll make you not only, you know, a good business person, but it'll make you a good person. And I am really thankful that we leave room for that to grow, to be challenged, to do things that might be a little uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, as you had mentioned earlier, it has definitely helped to make me personally Mm -hmm. a better person. You know, that 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 just took me to a couple of things. One, I know we we have to wrap this up shortly, but we, we've talked a lot about what we've done right. Is there anything cautionary that we could share? Like what we, we've talked a lot about trusting your gut and and being creative and being flexible and and those things. What can we say that what, what's been a hard lesson that we've learned while we've learned all those things we've done right? What do you guys think? Have we caught this sooner or? You know, of course, we ended up exactly where we're supposed to be. But, you know, what what would you have done differently? Taylor? What would I have done differently? Or if that's a little harder. Yes, I still want that. Yes. <laughs> but uh, or what would you need? Like, what would you add to make it better? 
You know what I mean? If it's a resource, if it's a, what do you, what would you need to make it better? What would you do to change what's already been done? Um, I would say, uh, just, I guess if I reached out for help a little quicker earlier in the journey, um, mm. things would have been a, little, a, a lot See? different, See? I think. Um, and that's, that's a huge, you know, just because expectations for myself, cause you know, we all put our own like crazy expectations on ourselves and when you don't meet them, um, yeah. it can be an issue. So I think just like reaching out and asking for help with you ladies, you know, even with you guys, um, it would just would have been helpful overall, yeah. I think for the overall business, um, instead of trying to do so much, just kind of in a silo, uh, as far as certain things. Um, and then just asking for outside help. So many people wanted to want to help us. And I think, you know, it's, it's, it's not bad. If people at, offer help, take that shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're um, especially in areas where you, you know, your skills might not be as strong as you like. That's what a strong leader is: being resourceful and knowing how to delegate that, and you know, get the help you need. So, I guess that that's one thing that I would I would change. I love that. How about you, shoot? Yeah, yeah. shoot. Um, hell yeah, asking for help. Um, having difficult conversations. Yeah. You know, some things don't sit right with you personally, you know, and we are three co-founders. So, you know, sometimes it's it has been hard. And, you know, I've talked to you guys also about that and, you know, how I'm working through those things. But being able to have difficult conversation, being mm-hmm. OK to agree to disagree. Um, and also, this is a hard one, but like being OK with walking away, like sometimes you got to know when you've done and given all as you can. And sometimes that's hard for people in business. You know, they think this is the only thing that they can do. Like it's not, you can do so, you can do so many things. So, you know, just again, I think for me, it's just, just having the, having the courage, even when I don't necessarily feel courageous, but like just taking those steps, you know, um, it's just helpful. What about you, Pa? Yeah, I agree. I, I, I mean, honestly, I have nothing that I agree with what both of you guys um, said. I will say, you know, something that I've learned, I'm not sure if I would have changed or something that I've learned here in this that I've also grown to know in my personal life is, and I want to share with people so that they can possibly do this too, is detaching from the outcome. You know, Esther Hayes has, has taught me to, enjoy the work yeah you know Mm -hmm. do do for the doing do for the doing and it's like just let the chips fall and entrepreneurship if you ever need to learn that lesson (laughs) (laughs) it really will and i think estro hayes has has taught me like you know it's like the day by day you know like i said sometimes it'd be day by day and in the middle of the day like recently i just dropped something in slack like yo y'all we're doing this shit you know what I mean? But you can almost miss it because you're so in the involved in the work and just being yeah. and just doing doing good for yourself for the work that the outcome becomes irrelevant. You know, and I think once you're applying yourself and you're you're doing well, the outcome ceases to matter, and that's a beautiful thing. And that that goes off what even both of you guys said. Like right now, pass or fail, we win. You know, I feel I. 
mm-hmm. I take a W with Astro Hayes. You know what I mean? If this shit ceases to exist in a yeah. moment, I take a W. Real I take a win. Yeah. Oh, word. I take a win with it. 100%. Yeah, man. I definitely take that W because I've learned to respect the work. You know, I've learned to respect the act of doing and being present and applying myself. And I credit Esther Hayes with that. So it wouldn't even be what I've changed so much as what I want to take with me. And I want to keep that. I want to keep detachment from outcomes. Thanks, Esther Hayes. I love that. That's a great, that's a great love to wrap it up, man. (laughs) Well, this was fun. (laughs) It was. But before we go, we do want to encourage y'all to check out our new show in sessions on YouTube. Go check it out. Estro Hayes. And of course, follow us across all platforms at Estro Hayes. Yes, indeed. Smoke one. Anybody got anything else before we go? Hold on. I was just about to say that. That's what I'm about to do. Okay. You know okay. This was a pleasure. <laughs> Peace.